Once again, you're on with Brother Dale of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. God bless you for tuning in. And don't forget the theme, of course, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hey, what I want to do is I want to do a part two to the uh, subject of the gift of suffering. I decided after I finished that episode, the gift of suffering, which we'll call part one, that I needed to give it a second treatment. Of course, doing two podcasts on this uh, subject by no means exhausts the matter, but what I wanted to do is, like I said, give it a part two, a second treatment, if you would, so that for those of you who may be still um, kind of queasy about the idea of suffering being a gift, you can conduct your own research. But perhaps to give you a jump start, what I want to do is give you some passages of scripture, more passages in addition to what I gave you in in part one of this subject to perhaps propel you and launch you to do your own research in this regard okay so without further ado let's go over some Bible passages dealing with this gift of suffering and once again it is a gift that we as Christians if we're honest would rather not have so let's begin with 2 Timothy chapter 2 and I'm going to look at verse 10 it says this is uh, Paul speaking to his young son in the faith Timothy he says therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory oftentimes the word endure is a synonym for the word suffer so Paul is laboring uh, in faith and going through whatever it takes whatever pains whatever tribulations whatever trials that he has to go through to make sure that the elect obtains the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory Uh, 2nd Timothy chapter 2 same chapter we're gonna go with verse 12 and this is what he says he says if we suffer we shall also reign with him if we deny him he will also deny us so once again that suffering is a gift remember what uh, the passage of scripture that I mentioned to you in the first part of this um, many many series Uh, Philippians chapter 1 verse 29 let's travel over there real quick by way of a review Philippians chapter 1 and verse 29 this is what it says for unto you it is given remember given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but also Uh, or in addition to to suffer for his sake alright so that once again proves that suffering is indeed a gift 
from God. I wasn't going to mention this one, but uh, another review passage I think is very, very key. Let's go to Acts chapter 9, okay? And we're going to start with verse, I believe it's, uh, I believe it's 16. Now, once again, the backdrop of this uh, scenario is there's a disciple by the name of Ananias, and he appears, uh, the Lord Jesus appears to uh, Ananias, and he says this, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, the one called Saul of Tarsus. Now, this is obviously, this is not Judas Iscariot, because he's already dead by this time and this is another Judas for behold he prays and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight once again Acts chapter 9 I'm at verse 13 then Ananias answered said Lord I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem and he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on your name. But the Lord said unto him, Go your way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And once again, that last verse of uh, chapter 9 that I read is verse 16 so the Lord is talking to one of his uh, disciples by the name of Ananias and telling him that go ahead and go to the street called straight and lay hands on Paul that he might receive his sight for those of you who may not be aware Paul was on the Damascus Road and he had been given authority by the chief priests to haul Christians into prison and even have them killed and while he was on his journey a great light shone from heaven and knocked him off of his horse and pretty much plunged him to the dirt and he was blinded by that um, tremendous experience and Jesus out of heaven actually spoke to him if you read earlier in the chapter it says here actually chapter 9 of Acts once again in verse 4, Jesus says, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And then Paul replies and said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told there what you must do. What he must do. Because once again, uh, Jesus said to Ananias that Paul was a chosen vessel. Now, the interesting thing about that is at the time that uh, the Lord told Ananias that Paul did not know that he was called of God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. But remember, if when we, if we understand the whole, once again, doctrine of predestination, I'm, and I'm kind of getting off the point, but I want to bring this up. Uh, predestination it talks about us being chosen before the foundation of the world in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 that's another subject but that is how, that, that is how everybody that God has decided to use he, he's, he had predetermined that he would uh, use them and save them before the foundation 
of the world. So, okay, so anyway, let's continue reading about uh, suffering. So I'm going to go to Romans chapter uh, 8, and we're going to read verse 18. Romans chapter 8, verse 18, and it says this. It says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That is a wonderful uh, Bible passage because it talks about our glorious future and our hope so if we understand clearly that the glory that we shall inherit and how wonderful it is then we will be willing to suffer uh, temporarily in this earth realm with joy because we have a most glorious future awaiting us in the life uh, to come Let's go to Acts chapter 14, and we're going to look at verse 22. Acts chapter 14, verse 22, and it says this, Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. All right. Now, let me go over to Philippians chapter 1 uh, Philippians chapter 1 Philippians chapter 1 and we're going to read uh, several verses there let's start with verse uh, 3 Philippians chapter 1 I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now and it says being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ verse 7 even as it is meet for me to think this of you all because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you in the bowels of Jesus Christ. Verse 9, And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Okay, and now we're going to go over to Second Corinthians chapter one, verse six. Second Corinthians, all right, chapter one, verse six. Oh, it says here, and whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation which is the effectual which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which also we also suffer and whether we be comforted it is for your consolation and salvation I didn't read that as well as I could have so I'm going to read it again 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 6 and whether we be afflicted it is for your consolation and salvation which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer or whether we be comforted it is for your consolation 
and salvation. All right, so there once again are several passages that deal with the fact that suffering is indeed a heavenly, a divine gift from God. So hopefully this gives you a better understanding of uh, the Christian journey that is not a journey that's simply full of, okay, I've confessed Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Now my life is going to be um, everything that I hoped it would be. In other words, there won't be any disappointments. There won't be any setbacks. There won't be any um, uh, betrayal. There won't be any um, difficult times. There won't be any uh, points of uh, pain or anguish or sorrow. All of that is part of the Christian experience, ladies and gentlemen. And and if you are always wondering now why things happen to go wrong in your life, I mean, a lot of it has to do with our own oftentimes uh, poor choices, but also it is just part of the lot that we have been given as children of God and is also the cup that we must drink. So it is very important that we understand that suffering that we suffer is not as a result necessarily of our sins in as much that oftentimes it is part of the Christian experience that we have to undergo. And like I said, it is not something that we talk about. It is not something that is popular because who wants to suffer? We all want to feel good. We want everything to go well. But the fact of the matter is we are in a world that is sin sick and things cannot simply always go well. They're going to be difficult times. Jesus himself said in John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, in this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Praise God. So uh, saints of God, uh, be willing to endure suffering, but the key is to suffer for righteousness sake, not to suffer for being an evildoer, a sinner, a liar, a cheater, a fornicator, an adulterer, or anything that is despicable. I mean, if you're suffering for that reason, then you're suffering because of your sins. If we suffer for righteousness sake, it is well-pleasing to God. It is a sweet-smelling aroma in his nostrils. And remember what I just read to you in Romans chapter 8, verse 18 it says that the uh, sufferings that we undergo are not to be compared to the glory that will be shown uh, in us, you know, in the future. We have a glorious future. So endure the sufferings that we have to undergo now, no matter what it is. It could be dealing with um, a lack of resources. It could be dealing with just persecution because we're sharing the gospel with our friends and with our and with strangers, it could be that we're dealing with a terminal illness, whether we're suffering it ourselves or whether we have a loved one that is suffering from a terminal disease and we know they're not going to live very long. Very hard to do. I understand that. We don't want to endure those type of things. But once again, we are promised that all will be well, uh, maybe not in this life, but definitely in the life to come. So praise God. Uh, that will end this podcast. Thank you for listening and uh, God bless you until next time.